If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. It was a challenge, but also a lot of fun and great creativity of these students. One team, one of the members, their family was from Cameroon in Africa. And so they made an African dish and it was great. What if you were in charge of an innovative NASA educational program and then COVID-19 presented a major obstacle to its culmination? That's the dilemma which faced NASA OSU project engineer Allison Westover earlier this year. Allie, as she likes to be called, is program manager for the NASA Hunch Culinary Challenge. Hunch is an acronym for high school students united with NASA to create hardware. Hunch student participants get to create equipment for use by the astronauts aboard the International Space Station. And the Hunch Culinary Challenge is a branch of this program, where annually, high school student teams from all over the country compete to come up with a dish that's going to be served aboard the ISS. Each spring, 10 finalist teams get selected, and normally the finalists travel to the Johnson Space Center in Houston to prepare their creation for a panel of judges. But with the pandemic, plans had to change for the way this year's NASA Hunch Culinary Challenge was going to go forward. Now, I am not in any way, shape, or form affiliated with NASA. I am not employed by them, and the Over Coffee podcast and any other programming I do is not endorsed by NASA. I just think this is a really cool program. Allie, when did you first realize the ways in which the pandemic was going to impact the NASA Hunch Culinary Challenge this year? Really, at the beginning of the pandemic, there was some concern because we were supposed to have our final culinary challenge April 16th at Space Center Houston. And because of it being in April, people were already making flight reservations. And so since people were coming from all over the country, there were several that were up in the Northeast that had already had their administration say there's no travel. So we knew that there was going to be some issues. Take me back in your imagination, would you? You know there are going to be some issues. Now people are saying no travel. What do you do from here to troubleshoot and still have the culinary challenge? Oh, wow. Yes. I mean, we were thinking about all kinds of different things. I had gone to my hunch team, talking with them about what kinds of things could we do. We had even thought about could we just make it, you know, some of the recipes at home in our kitchens and then somehow meet together, you know, with masks and like in cars and just... <laughs> have everybody taste the food, but it just, you know, with the the concern about the pandemic and the social distancing, it would just was not going to be feasible to do some of these different ideas that we were coming up with as far as from the food standpoint. And what did you do from there? So from there, we started looking at it. I talked to the JSC Food Lab, who we coordinate and work with for this challenge, and the director of their food lab had mentioned that as soon as we go to phase two over at NASA, that then they could, just as the JSC Food Lab, take the top three recipes instead of the top 10, just because of time allotment, and 
make their food, do their taste testing there among the food lab people, and then be able to give a, a winner from there, as well as evaluating their papers and their videos, which would be more on my side. So that was the plan. We thought that by now we would be in a phase two for Johnson Space Center, but we are not. We're at a phase three, which still means that only mission-critical people are supposed to be on site, which takes away a bulk of the JSC food lab. There are people there, of course, that have to be there to prepare food, process food for International Space Station, for the astronauts. But as far as being able to integrate our issues and having our recipes tested there, that was not going to happen with this phase three. When you say a phase two, what would a phase two have been? So a phase two is when they are starting to little by little get different groups that would come in that are not mission critical, but then kind of on the next tier down as far as having them come on site. We're trying, of course, the administration at NASA is trying very hard to make sure that all of our sites across the country are safe and that people feel comfortable, you know, coming back on site. So a phase two would mean that people that felt like their work was going to be helped, then they could come on site. And of course, there would be regulations that we would have to do that. So the food lab had discussed that they would come back with phase two going into place. But with navigating these uncharted waters, we've never seen anything like this before. You still had the phase three. And what did they do? So we saw phase three. And so and the reason why we decided, okay, we need to take action here, even though we can't have the food lab doing the taste testing, we have two new partners that are part of our culinary challenge this year. One is the American Culinary Federation, and then another one is the university, Sullivan University, and they have a culinary program there. So Sullivan University offered scholarships to all of the top 10, but full rides for like the first place winners. And then second place would get a little bit reduced from that, and then third place a little bit reduced from that as well. And that means any team member that wanted to go to Sullivan University would have these scholarships. And then the American Culinary Federation was giving the first place winner the ability to go to the national convention, which of course has been a little delayed, and they're going to do it virtually, but also giving that school $2,000 to go towards their program at their school. So we knew that we really needed to be able to complete this so that these students that are hoping to move on to college, that they would have a plan. And so what we decided to do was just to focus on the video and their paper. And so we made the paper 55% and the video 45%. And so we sent it out to our Sullivan counterparts, American Culinary Federation, to our JSC Food Lab, some other Holch members. And then we also have, we are part of a contract. It's called an in-space contract. And so it's through OSU. And so there were some other like education folks that were part of OSU that also evaluated it. So we had a lot of people evaluating these. And so, and there were, was a little bit that 
told them exact percentages for which sections we were looking at and what they needed to have in their paper, what they needed to have in their video. And then so they basically graded them. And from there, we found the top three winners from there. Every NASA Hunch Culinary Challenge has a different theme. For the 2019-2020 school year, the student teams were asked to create an ethnic dish. What are some of the challenges unique to creating ethnic dishes for astronauts? Well, it's just that it was a challenge, but also a lot of fun and then and great creativity of these students. There were a lot of students that had family from different origins. So we had some, one team, one of the members, their family was from Cameroon in Africa. And so they made an African dish and it was great. But of course, you know how family traditional meals go that a lot of times as it's passed down through the generations, you know, they're just like, you know, have a dab of this or a dab of that. But of course they had to have, you know, exact measurements. So for some of these, especially that had the family recipes from where they were from, a lot of them had to actually determine what those exact values were going to be. Was it going to be a tablespoon or, you know, because they really couldn't just say, I'm going to put a dash of this in because <laughs> we have to know exact nutritional components of it. In our previous conversation, you had also told me that we have to watch sodium for a crew in space. It has to be flavorful because it's going to feel a lot in space like they may have a cold. And I thought that was really interesting as well. I also wondered if there were anything else that was something to keep in mind besides the exact measurements as far as creating an ethnic dish. Not as far as creating the dish, but just having all the nutritional components that go along with what the crew has to have in their meals, which includes not only sodium, but it also includes the caloric content. It includes their dietary fiber. It includes, you know, some of their different vitamin levels that they need to have. And so they really had to ensure that they had enough fiber for them. There's a lot of issues, space physiology-wise, that come into play, whether it's their GI slows down a lot, so they need more fiber, you know, to help that along. We, of course, want to watch the sodium levels because we don't want them to have swelling while they're up in space because they already have enough fluid shift as it is just because of the microgravity environment. And we want to make sure they're getting enough calories depending on what you title that food process. If it was a full entree, they're going to need more calories, of course, with that, or if it's a side dish. And a lot of this is because they have a regimen for exercising two hours a day. And as part of that regimen, they're just burning, you know, all kinds of calories. And we need to make sure that they're not losing weight up there. We want them to continue to get the proper nutrition so that we are helping them to maintain their muscle mass and their bone mass, as well as just helping them through all the other GI issues that are going to take place. It is especially important, too, that usually with the ethnic dishes, there's going to be a lot of flavor, and that can actually just satisfy them on an emotional, psychological level, but it can also help them with, like, you know, if there's a more spicy food that can help with clearing some sinus-type issues that they might be having up there and just help them to feel like they're more at home or, or being able to try some different cultures. 
What your winners came up with this year sounded really, really good. Yeah. Three different chicken dishes. Who all were the winners? So we had, and it's from all over, so our first place was a Moroccan chicken tagine, and they were from Hewitt Trustville High School in Trustville, Alabama. And then second place was an Indian butternut and mango chicken, and that was from Asetia Institute for Culinary Education, and they're from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then third place, we had a pineapple chicken stir-fry. It was from a Bridging Communities Technical Center, and they're from New Kent, Virginia. So we have them from all over, and then the rest of them also just had wonderful dishes. It was, I know during the preliminary challenge that we had back in January, February, for all of these schools that we were working with across the country, that Everyone that was able to be there for the preliminary challenges were just talking about how wonderful it was that it was really hard to judge them at the preliminary challenge because it was just all of them were so good. And once again, how many schools competing and how many teams? So we have, well, 54 teams that are competing. We only allow one team per school just so that we don't have any kind of bias, you know, when it comes to who might be able to be chosen as the top 10. We might want to mention, too, I believe NASA makes these recipes available to the general public. I didn't happen to mention that when we did our previous interview. Yes, so that's what our hope is. Um, We are really hoping that in working with Space Center Houston, because we're starting to do a lot more things with them, and Space Center Houston is our just like our visitor center that we have over close to NASA. And we've talked with them about the possibility of being able to have at least the top three winners have their food made and for sale for possibly like one week of time so that if we have um, people that are visiting from all over that come to Space Center Houston, that if they wanted to try some of these recipes, that they could have a chance to try it. Mm, What a good idea. When will you know for sure if you can do that? That is all going to be dependent upon this pandemic and when everything is lifted. So we're hoping that we'll get to have some better communications with them, hopefully by the end of the summer. Hopefully things will start to open back up in the fall, and then and then we'll have our normal communications. Right now, they just don't even know what their next steps are because it, we just don't know when we're going to open back up. We truly have a lot on hold right now. We do. You've got a really interesting study going on right now, a food physiology study in progress with the ISS crew. Would you tell me some more about this, please? So they are looking to see just exactly how the food interaction is affecting the crew, both from a psychological level, physiological level. And so they're really just looking at all the different kinds of components that can go into nutrition and then how that is affecting the crew members, if it's helping them to help them with memory fog, because a lot of them go up there and after working so many hours in the day, they start to have a little bit of memory fog going on. They also, some of their stamina is not as good as it might have been on the ground. Some of their, you know, concentration levels might not be as good as it was on the ground. So they're really kind of evaluating them from a neurological perspective as well to see if giving them specific nutrition as far as vitamins and just all the contents of the food, fiber, sodium, calorie, sugar, everything, looking at all of that, 
how is that going to help the crew? And this is a really good study to be doing, especially when we're talking about, you know, our next steps for NASA is going to be going to the moon. And then our next step after that is going to be going to Mars. So we're talking long duration space missions, and we want to help improve their ability to do good work while they're up there and to feel good. Exciting stuff here. What do we know so far as a result of your physiological study, or is it too early to even tell yet? It's really too early to tell. This is just something that's actually a new study that is just beginning. And of course, what they do in these studies is they'll have test subjects that are down here on the ground, and they're doing the same thing that they're using a few of the crew members for up there at a time. And so that way they can compare you know, what's happening down here. And I know that they do plan on doing some different like neurological evaluations, you know, some of the little neurological tests that you can do to see like reaction times and things like that. So that's going to be interesting to see what ultimately that might mean for us here on Earth as we deal with the pandemic, as we deal with stresses, the unexpected things of that nature. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about the upcoming year? Do we know yet what's going to be happening with the NASA Hunch Culinary Challenge 2020 to 2021? (laughs) We don't have a theme picked yet. We're still working on that, but we plan on having it go as normal. And so hopefully it will. But we also, because of having gone, you know, going through and having gone through this pandemic with the Culinary Challenge, we are definitely going to have a backup plan. And so we're still trying to work those kinks out as well, whether that means kind of following the same process that we did this time or if there's any way that we can do anything else that could help us, you know, to finalize a culinary challenge if we happen to have any kind of resurgence or, you know, anything else that could possibly happen that could keep us from doing this. But we know that I already have several other people that are coming to us to talk about partnering with us and to help the students. So that's an even greater thing, you know, that I'm excited about is that these other culinary programs and such across the country are just really excited and and want to offer things for the students as well. It sounds like pandemic or no, this is going to be growing in the future and changing some futures. This is great. Oh, yeah. In fact, so our winner, the people from Trustville, Alabama, they had four girls on their team, and they had, let me read you this email from their teacher, and she said, wow, we are just ecstatic. My girls have been texting me every day, eager to hear the winner, and I wish you could have seen their faces when I told them the news over a FaceTime call. There were tears and screams. Thank you so much for a wonderful opportunity. I know that two of the girls will be using the scholarships. This is a life changer for them. Allie, thank you for making it happen, even through the challenges of COVID that made it nearly impossible. So that was really exciting to hear that if these students had not had the opportunity to get these scholarships, that they might not be able to go to college, be able to follow their dreams. So I'm very excited that there are students that are This really made a difference for them.
I've got goosebumps rising in my arms hearing that. Wow. What are some of the do's and don'ts for anybody who's going to have to do as you did and take an event that was going to be on site virtual? What would be some of the lessons from this? What works? What doesn't work? Well, I think it's all dependent upon what kind of event that you'd be doing. Of course, for us, having, you know, dealing with food (laughs) and dealing with having people testing that food, it made it quite difficult. But I would say, you know, the best thing to do is just think creatively outside of the box about how could you still make this a worthwhile learning event for them and be able to, you know, complete your event that you're doing. So, and not just taking away any chance of kind of having a final solution, you know, for it. So I think, I think that's a good thing to do because I definitely don't think that you want to make it to where they don't get a chance to to even be able to say, I completed this. And so it's a good thing. And, and I know that in the beginning, there were some naysayers saying, well, you can't have them do the videos or finish the videos because then they'll be together. And that's against, that's against pandemic, you know, the rules and everything. And I said, no, they, these kids are great. They're so technologically advanced that they'll figure out how they can do a video without having to all be together, like in the same place. And they did a fabulous job of that. They totally did wonderful. Like, you know, we had one video where they took a kitchen spoon and they made it look like they were kind of throwing it from one partner to the next, which, you know, actually was, here's my part that I'm filming at my house. And then here's the part that's filmed at my other partner's house, you know, but it made it look like it flowed together. And so that was really creative of them to be able to do that. So they were able to complete it as a team, but not having to go against any of our regulations that we had during this pandemic. It's so strange to say that this pandemic has been a catalyst because it's terrifying in a lot of ways, but it's also amazing how people have reacted. What if, even though you don't yet know, because a lot of us don't know where we're going from here, what if some teachers or maybe homeschooling parents listening would like to have more information when the NASA Hunch Culinary Challenge starts for school year 2020-2021? How do they get in touch with you? Oh, yes. They can definitely contact me by email. My email is allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, dot R, dot westover w-e-s-t-o-v-e-r at nasa dot gov and my website is also just hunch h-u-n-c-h culinary dot com so they can go there and there's all kinds of information on the website just talking about the culinary challenge and then also a lot every page has a way to contact me as well so so they can go to that. And in fact, this past school year, we had one of our competitors was a homeschool. And it was great. They did wonderful. So we are definitely open to any variety of classes or students that want to be a part of the Culinary Challenge. And finally, in a sense, you sort of answered this already by telling me about the girls throwing the spoon back and forth. But I'd be interested to know if people could get a lesson from this pandemic about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what, from your experience, ought they to take away from it? That you can still find positives even when we all feel like 
we're kind of getting a little claustrophobic being stuck at home. But there are still so many positive aspects that if you are out there to try to make it worthwhile for someone, that you can really change people's lives even in this kind of situation. Allie, thank you for your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it. You and I have been listening to NASA OSU Project Engineer Allison Westover, Program Manager of the NASA Hunch Culinary Challenge. As Allie mentioned, there's going to be a NASA Hunch Culinary Challenge for the upcoming school year. It's currently in the planning stages. And if you'd like more information or to get involved, you're welcome either to email her or to check out the NASA Hunch Culinary Challenge webpage at hunchculinary.com. That's hunchculinary.com. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X, twomavericks.com. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at Pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.